it's all football. But how cool how cool was it to see the 2013 team honored? Oh, and the and the three time defending champs honored at halftime. Yeah, it was it was great. It was really really cool, especially to see the 13 team with you know all due respect to obviously the greatness right now and the recent national champions. There's something about time passing. And it's been 10 years, and you see that group. And they had a nice collection of that team back oh, yeah. for it. So, yeah, that was really, really neat. I, I had a – I just wanted to go ahead and get this out of the way before I, I like, really get in trouble. I, I, I saw a lot of really great friends and cool people this weekend um before i did soft before i did softball i did a lot of baseball i would be toby's fill-in during football season so i uh, during basketball season so i saw dylan overton who by the way dylan it was great to see you i'm sorry i (laughs) i asked about a former pitching coach for oklahoma i saw i'm like hey dylan how's jack geesey doing man i've talked to him in ages and he looked right at me, and he goes, you don't know? And Toby looked at me, too, and I was like, what? So I obviously brought up – Jack had passed away in April. I had no idea. So I brought up that terrible news. So that was strike one. But then I saw Max White, and I love – Max White was like my first – this dude right here is a stud. Unfortunately, I, literally every injury that a player could have, Josh, Max White had. And I saw Max, and I was like, Max, what – and he had like a little – uh, he had a like a badge. I'm like, oh, dude, is there some sort of reunion going on? And he's like, yeah, for their championship team. And I was like, oh, I'd completely forgot that uh, Javon Henson was his wife, member of the 2013 national championship softball team. So, uh, Javon, I, I hope that you'll forgive me for completely and totally just, I don't know, having a brain fart on that. And it was really cool to see you. I had a, a very awkward moment this weekend as well. Oh, did you? Okay, well, let's get this out of the way before we get back to the text line. So, so I'm sorry, Max Javen. It was great to see you. Uh, your kids are adorable, and I, I love that 13 team. All right, go ahead. I'll try and briefly explain this so it makes sense, okay? All right. So Friday night we're doing the, the Norman North playoff game, right, versus Edmund North. Congratulations. Moving on. Off to Owasso this week. I was informed that somebody was in our booth, right, that right. normally we broadcast from. And so, like, I'm headed up to the booth, gloves on, right? I'm ready to handle business and get the, get the proper broadcasting location. So, anyways, like, it turns out it was no big deal, right? But right. it was it was Tim Willard, who I don't know if you're familiar with Tim. He's a, he's a local writer and has oh, worked yeah, yeah. He's He's done a number of different things. He and I have met multiple times. I know Tim. I recognized him when I saw him. But for some reason, because I came into the situation with the idea that I was going to have to solve this problem, when he said, hey, Josh, how you doing? I said, hey, I'm Josh Owen. I stuck my hand out for him to shake it. I was like in this mindset that I was going to introduce myself to somebody that I did not know. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, I've, I've met you. We've met several times. I said, Tim, I know. I don't know why I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly awkward. I just wanted to apologize publicly, Tim. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've done that? How many? They'll say, oh, yeah, we've met. And I'm like, listen. I appreciate that, but I'm old now, okay? I'm, I'm pushing 50. 
I forget. I couldn't even tell you what I had for dinner last night, and that's not a joke. The whole situation, by the way, was complicated by the fact that I, think, if I'm remembering correctly, I do think he said something to the effect of, "Nah, I don't think you do." But that's like, no, I really do remember you. I know who you are. I'm sorry, I just made a mistake. Mm. Mm. It's a terrible feeling, isn't it? You know, it's Thanksgiving time, and we're not going to do the favorite side dishes or anything. But we had a community dinner, our lunch after our, our church in our in our local town on Saturday, Sunday, excuse me. I'm just going to say this right now. I may have had the greatest green bean casserole I've ever had in my life. Josh, it had mushrooms in it. The greatest? The greatest. Trevor Anderson's wife, Jenny. Trevor, diehard P1. Trevor spreading the word of the show, too, I might add. He's got his dad listening. He's bringing people in. All right. I love it. I went and saw his son, AD, uh, get the game-winning, I think it was a two-point conversion for the Washington third grade, third and fourth grade champs, baby. Take that, junior football. I, I went back for like thirds on this thing. I almost took the dish home with me, and I'm never that guy. I mean, I'm fat, and I'll eat, but. Y'all, y'all want the rest of this, or what's happening here? Jenny, what do you, can I? Can I have this? You, I'll bring the dish back. My, we'll, we'll bring it back. Yeah, fun weekend. But that's the worst feeling and, in the world, isn't it? And your Raiders won? I mean, come on. Bro. Bro. Pretty good football game. So to some. So. Well, you and I liked it. I, I did. I I really – I think I'm, I've been infected by my coverage elsewhere, but – I, yeah, I legitimately, and I'm not just saying it's, it's it. It's an Iowa. You've seen enough Iowa football where you appreciate defensive football. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it last night. I was I was a hook, line, and sinker done. I wanted to see if they'd win. What did you make of Pete's text? Well, just to reset it real quick. It's amazing that Levy had to feel his job was on the line before he turned the Sooners loose. He could have had this kind of results in all of his games. Now, I want to make this very clear. Um... I don't think Jeff felt his job was on the line. I feel like every coach, every game feels like their job's always on the line, right? But Saturday wasn't a make-or-break day, Pete, for Jeff Levy. He he wasn't going to get fired after the game Saturday. I, I don't. This isn't a Mike Yursich situation right now. I don't think he was going to get fired after the season unless things just went <laughs> so horribly wrong right. in these final three. So when you say. And I'm not just picking on my man from the 918. But when you say his job, he was fighting for his job. I, f- I feel like coaches always – I feel like coaches always feel that way. And I think I think Jesse G just hit it on the head. Jesse G writes, it wasn't about turning them loose. The guys executed. Heck, even the jet sweep worked. Now, I'm sure there's a certain faction of play calling, right, uh, that – factored into it and we can have debates about you know whether or not there should be like a place like Oklahoma where you're you're still kind of feeling your way out and you're learning how to call plays and learning how to do this and you're kind of getting a feel for game flow and things of that nature we can have that debate all we want but I I don't I don't feel like Jeff Levy called a game any differently than he did say five weeks ago against Iowa State or four weeks ago against Texas, I mean, I mean, obviously things went south against Kansas, and we can question that game plan all we want. But Oklahoma State, that, that was a matter of execution, man. And this past week, 
this team executed at a very high level. So, while I appreciate it, I would also add, Josh, I, I don't think that it was, finally, we got on him enough on social media that he actually did something. I don't think that was the case Saturday at all. Jalil Farouk, two carries, 29 yards. So, some of, right, some some things we've maybe seen in the past. Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback run game, 11 carries, obviously had the three rushing touchdowns. It helps when you get a performance from Gavin Sanchuk where he totes the rock 22 times for a buck 35. It starts there, right? You, you get a ground game from one of your running backs. That helps everything. And then you call a couple of shot plays, and a novel concept happens. They work. Dylan Gabriel hits guys down the field. So I, I do think, in general, Jeff Levy called more down the field type plays and let Dylan Gabriel be a little bit more of a traditional pocket passer at times this week versus West Virginia. But more than anything, man, they executed, right? Everybody looks smarter when you go out and do your job. Patrick writes, Levy called more vertical plays and used the run game with Gabriel more. Those two things are the secret sauce for us. There you go. Yeah, they, absolutely they did that. No question. Yeah, and I – it's weird. It, it will always be weird to me why we didn't use the quarterback run game a little bit more against Oklahoma State. But also in that, it seemed it seemed like the few times we did, it didn't necessarily work so well. But here's my thought. Here's what I would say. If you want to say, well, he learned from it, then great. Then we'll see this aggressive approach Saturday. And I think this sounds crazy. Oklahoma focuses on Oklahoma. But what teams do defensively affects how you call a game. And when you see things, I, I don't think I'm breaking any news here. But, yeah, I – and by the way, you say zero passes behind the line of scrimmage. So, yes, called a different game. Um, well, they were having more success in their traditional run game, too. They were having more success that I didn't know that they could have that you didn't see in games past. Definitely called a better game. Eliminated some yeah, of the no bad and, and found some things that were working and then, and then stuck with it. So I'm like you, was not coaching for the gig, so to speak, but uh, I think probably felt some of the heat. Sure, everybody's feeling the heat after losing several games, and it's, it would be, I think, dishonest to – say that a coach in this day and age, you can only insulate so much. I mean, you're hearing, you're feeling a little bit of what's being oh, said sure. out there. And uh, I don't know how much that directly impacted things, but obviously uh, eliminated some of the bad, and maybe that was from your head coach, uh, a suggestion or two. I, I don't know, right? Or just self-evaluation and fixing it by Jeff Levy. But he called a better game. I think returning to OU, and we said this last week going in, Plank, that just getting back to Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium I thought was going to help this football team, and it played out that way. Yeah, and then it's funny, you know, I, and again, I'm not – I think that's a really good point. Hey, I'm not doubting that it, anyone called a different game, right? It's different plans, but those things that you guys hate, the jet sweeps, worked on Saturday. So were they bad calls Saturday? I mean, it, it was executed well. And Oklahoma – I just – my biggest complaint about Oklahoma State, which, again, I'm trying not to look back on, I felt like the traditional offense was working well. I thought we got a little bit too gimmicky at times. Saturday, didn't even risk it. Just lined up and executed, beat the snot out of them. Uh, let's see, there's a couple It's more. a good lesson for all involved. Well, and you, you hit on it just real quick. You said, and obviously, you know, maybe maybe head coach says it. 
these guys, these guys grind on Sundays. They grind. When that game is over, go home. I maybe do. I'll have to ask Pastor Adam. Adam Starling. I think a lot of them get their church in on Sunday morning, and then they get and they grind. I mean, it's like all day, and they self scout and they self evaluate. And I just I feel like when you say, well, maybe there were some head coach suggestions there too. I don't doubt that at all. The other hot topic here in the first hour and 15 minutes on the show, which I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, I kind of got surprised that it's blown up a little bit like it has in the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, is the fact that the preserving of Jackson Arnold's red shirt has some people feeling some sort of way. Frisco Sooner writes, Plank and Josh, I have two possible theories on Arnold. Number one, the coaching staff is a little concerned about if they put in Arnold and mop-up situation, he goes off causing some sort of unnecessary quarterback controversy. Number two, what if Gabriel has indicated he might want to come back next year? Who knows, but I thought it was kind of strange myself. That That's one, the, the second one, the Dylan Gabriel theory, that's one that seems to be making a lot of noise right now. But I, I feel like from day one, from day one of this season, in the most we-love-you way possible, it is this is Jackson Arnold's team in 2024. I just – I feel – and I feel like for Dylan Gabriel, it's I'm going to go try out – try my chances in the NFL. And this going to get – I feel like Dylan Gabriel's getting good feedback from NFL people. I feel like he's getting good feedback. Max Duggan could have come back for another year at TCU. Now – TCU might be really regretting the fact that they kind of pushed him out the door, right? But I, I kind of feel like even if – well, I don't know. If Dylan Gabriel came to him and said, I want to come back, I don't know what that would look like, what that would be like. I just – I don't see that as being something that has been talked about. In every in every conversation that I've had with Dylan Gabriel, even in the off-the-record stuff that we've talked about, he seems like a guy that – Regardless of how you feel about Dylan's pro prospects, he feels like he's ready for that next step. Well, that's so, what makes it so curious, too, right. is if that is indeed how this is going to play out, which sounds like earlier this year that was the plan, and I don't know why it would have changed, you don't get a lot of opportunities to get young guys' experience. And you had that chance, a golden tailor-made chance, for Jackson Arnold and the staff said, no, we value the red shirt more, which again, I just, I don't believe that red shirts matter for a guy like Jackson Arnold. I, I, I totally subscribe to what Joe and Tulsa texted us earlier that look, if his red shirt matters, that means that probably it didn't work out with him playing quarterback at OU. Maybe so. Um, But I, I found it to be interesting because I'm, I'm watching Jackson Arnold warm up. I'm watching him on the sidelines. He's got his helmet on. He's throwing like a guy that's getting ready to come in the game. In fact, we did what we did during the Iowa State game. Hey, I don't know what you guys are doing. Jackson Arnold's over here warming up. I'd stick around. Davis Bevel was throwing like a guy who was just the uh, the arm to throw back. He didn't have his helmet on or anything. So that's why it surprised me. Some had theorized this, or I don't know if we've gotten this on the text line today, but I heard people talking about this this weekend. No, any chance, I say no way, but 
any chance the coaching staff was like, yeah, this is too too dicey of an environment between these two teams. Let's not I, yeah. put Jackson Arnold out there into into this thing. Well, I was – I'm not going to lie to you. I was kind of surprised that DG went back out for the next drive. I thought they pretty much had it in hand. Because tippers, tippers were flaring, no doubt. Did Was there – you know, Neil, Neil Brown afterwards, and I – I'm a big Neil Brown fan. I don't know if he's going to – I saw Ren Baker before the game, the West Virginia athletic director, great Oklahoma guy. Uh, Steve Braun, who is a great friend of our – great friend of the show, great listener. Um, him and Ren are really tight, and Steve always kind of talked me up to Ren. So uh, we, we've developed a pretty good friendship. And I was talking a little bit to Ren before the game, just happy he was here. Um and he spoke glowingly of Neil, right? So I, I, I think Neil Brown's going to get a little bit more time there. But I I didn't get the sense that there was anything dicey between those two coaches afterwards, right? Did you – I kind of went back and watched the handshake, and I, I saw him were like, hey, what, what was up with that? But I didn't – and even what Neil said post game, I felt like – there was a lot of mutual respect there. Yeah, he had a lot of nice things to say. I mean, he basically said, I don't care, but we'll miss him, <laughs> right? I mean. I think yeah, I think you said it exactly right. Um, so in, in the idea that maybe that that's a long, meandering way to for me to say maybe there were concerns about the way the game was going, I, I don't think Neil Brown would have ordered a code red. You take out 10 when he gets in there. But, but I completely understand if that's the situation. Hey, how long? Ro- send out the royal taste tester, Davis Bevel. Get out there and take the cheap shots. This is incredibly unimportant, but some listening might have experienced this as well. Did you go through and listen to any of the West Virginia post game coach or player avails? I have not yet. Now I've got them all, but I haven't listened to Were them. Were they like incredibly short? Because West Virginia might have set a record in the amount of time it took them to leave Oklahoma Memorial Stadium on Saturday night. I kid you not, I'm leaving, I'm walking out, of, and I was pretty quick leaving right. the seat and getting out. And sure enough, as soon as I'm leaving, there come the West Virginia buses. <laughs> I'm like, holy smokes, did they even do post-game availabilities? <laughs> they were very efficient. I think is uh, usually, you know, we have an hour and a half post game, and I spend the better part of that entire post game trying to get as much audio as we can, right? And when I'm leaving is you when I'm an hour and a half post, that's that's pretty good. Whenever I so about hour fifteen, I'm able to maybe maybe even like an hour ten, I'm able to get up towards the press box and and say goodbye and walk out with Toby. Usually, Josh. The players are just getting on the bus, and everyone's getting their meals, and there's all those meals laid out and everything. Bro's all gone. Everything was gone. <laughs> they skedaddled out of there. I wonder if they were pushing it close. That game was a long game. I mean, was that a four? Was it my? It seemed like it was like a four-hour game, and the first half, uh, the first quarter, kind of cooked. It was like Oklahoma State. The Oklahoma State first quarter was done in like a heartbeat, and then you look up in the fourth quarter, like this game is still going on. It's kind of how I felt Saturday. Um, For OU West Virginia? Correct. Three hours, 35 minutes. Total elapsed. By the way, the 918 wants to share an awkward moment with you. You ready real quick? <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm break? ready. 
I had an awkward moment in the parking lot with Drake Stoops at this year's spring game. Uh, I told him, hey, you better hurry up, get in there, meaning the stadium. And he just stared at me like he didn't know what to say. (laughs) I was very much just kidding with him, but I made it really awkward. I wish I could tell him directly how sorry I am for being so awkward. Yeah, well, it's been an awkward couple of weeks. I had a a weird situation, too, at a a restaurant around town where I – I could have sworn I saw somebody I knew, and then after I went and started the conversation, it was like midway through. I was like, "Did I? Do I not? Do I not know this person?" It's just the whole exchange was very unusual. I'm the worst with that with text messages on a number I don't have saved, and that moment where you're like, "I know this person, and I don't know where I know this person from, but I know I know this person, so I better think of this person's name real quick." All right, dude. Well, all right, buddy. We'll see you. Pal, it's good to see you, man. If I use pal, that means I'm really confused and I don't know what's going on. So just know that in the future. Um, And and then real quick from Mustang Casey. This thing literally just popped in. Hot and fresh on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. My thoughts on Jackson Arnold not coming in is that it was so late in the game and they were just going to hand the ball off. So they let Bevel go out there. If it had been earlier and they ran the normal offense, I think it would have been Arnold. That's Mustang Casey. Maybe. Maybe so. But, again, I, I, I know we all hear about preserving the red shirt, but that does run counter to what had been talked about earlier in the season. I get that. I understand it. But that's a philosophical change, it seems. All right, uh, 10-24. We're counting down to the five things we learned from Saturday which we'll get to at the top of the hour. We're reacting to a Sooner win with your texts and your calls at 405-329-9000. That's the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. And as always, on Twitter, 408, at Josh on Ref, at Plank Show, this is the home of Sooner fans. So because we can't always be 100% happy, and I'm not – immune to this as we welcome you in to the plank show in advance of thursday worries josh helmer let's give a little oh god what would be a a mundane monday kind of a take here everything has to have the same letter Mm -hmm. it's just it's a radio that's right you got it we got a alliteration off the day at hand as one of my buddies likes to say dims the rules south texas sooner Are we surprised Gavin Freeman did not get benched after the two muffed punts? Mm. Or are we refreshed that the culture BV has built shows a level of trust and faithfulness that gives kids a longer leash? Well, I think they probably need to try another option back there would be where I'm at with it. I like, you know, to some degree the culture of, yes, there is – there is a chance to go make an amends for a mistake, but right. I mean, you muff a couple of punts. Now, the one, obviously, you had a teammate run directly into you, but I've not seen the replay of that. It's my understanding, or at least I was told he was muffing the punt already before he got hit. Is that uh, true? Okay. I And again, the replay, I'm not lying to you, dude. It was the not the fight, not the win. It was the most talked about drama from Saturday. That was that muff punt early. Everyone thought that the guy was blocked into him. 
I was busy. I was busy yelling and screaming at a piece of equipment. I got shook Saturday, Josh. I'm not going to lie. Shook. Uh, our wireless stopped working, and we couldn't figure out why. During the game? During the game. Oh, no. Just mine. Just mine. And So, fortunately, was, Gabe was still able to comment. Exactly. <laughs> Gabe was still there, so we were good. But it was – we couldn't figure it out. And then I couldn't find Tom, who has, hides the batteries somewhere. I don't know why we don't put them all in the same bag. So was that the issue? It just ran out of juice? No, no, no. No, it had, So first of all, it was dead. It had died. I don't know how or why, but it, the, the transmitter had died. Might have been some of the best. So I put two batteries back in, worked fine. Uh, or at least powered back up. And then no one could hear me, and I couldn't get it to work. So I... We go, I go through this very convoluted process. Disconnect everything. Have you tried this? Yes. Have you tried this? Yes, 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 yes. Everything, yes, yes, yes. And we go back to Let's change frequency. Go through it. All this. Game's going on. Um, uh, who just uh, – Macari Vickers just got brought into the injury tent. So I'm like, uh, I'm, all of our stuff is on the table in the injury tent. So I'm going to pick up all the stuff and move it. It's still trying to figure it all out. And then Drake goes, what about the cord? I'm like, the cord? It's the same cord we've been using all game long. Guess what the problem was, Josh? What was it? The cord. <laughs> so we changed one mic cord and everything's fine the rest of the game. So uh, how long were you down? Ah! Uh, it seemed like the entire first half, and it was probably like two minutes. So <laughs> I was I was down the, the amount of time that Macari Vickers was in the injury tent. How's that? <laughs> Which wasn't very long. But it's it's one of those things where like, dude. I've been waiting for your call for like an hour, and you look down, it's like two minutes. So I'm sure it was a situation like that, but we worked through it. We worked through it. So I, so I guess that's a long way to say um, I didn't have a great look at it live. I'm watching the replay right now. I guess I'm just dumb to the rule. I guess I'm just dumb to that rule because it looked like it looked like he was blocked into Gavin Freeman. It looked like, and I guess that's okay to do. Uh, okay, so I'll hear that he was kind of muffing it beforehand. If if they muff it beforehand, it's legal to push him. I, and how would you be able to tell that in the moment? Is that right? Because I don't I'm, think I'm it looking is. at this tweet from Brandon Drum. Soon okay. as muffed the punt, Kanai Walker was pushed into Freeman, but it looked like the ball was muffed before, so that nullifies the push. I don't think that's how that. Wait, hold on. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But I don't know in that moment how, like, was it so bang-bang that because, because I don't think it's, like, overly obvious that this punt was being muffed and that the defender could tell. At Jeffrey underscore Lewis zero. Ain't no way the ref saw that in real time. (laughs) Big 12's a joke. Thank you. (laughs) I was like, it's like the – uh, who, who was it, Swaim last week that was like, I talked to a Big 12 official <laughs> oh and had a circle of like a millisecond of a screenshot. And it's like, yeah, no, 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 you didn't because the Big 12 basically <laughs> said they missed it, but okay. That is one of the great things about sports nowadays is one screenshot from uh, a split-second moment and everybody's going to treat it as fact when none of us felt that way in the moment. How, how about just to, to back to the original point then instead of, you know, fighting over it and 
I don't think we're fighting, but just instead of going back and forth, it does say to me that this team has a ton of confidence in Gavin Freeman. And, and you're everybody's favorite person who doesn't seem to play enough, enough depth is the guy responsible for punt returners, and that's DeMarco Murray. So if DeMarco still has confidence in Gavin Freeman being back there, that's good. But I wouldn't mind. I don't want Gavin. I love Gavin. All right, we wrote about Ever since I wrote about Gavin for Boyd Street, uh, things have kind of uh, tumbled for him a little bit, right? He's had a couple of unceremonious what not unceremonious. It's just not typically him, some of the drops that he's had, right? He had a drop. Uncharacteristic. I mean, uncharacteristic was the word I was looking for. And then you kind of think about that punt return position and the guys they have on the depth chart. Bunkley, are, Shelton, Drake Stoops. Oh, boom, you're already ahead of me. You beat me to the depth chart. And Drake Stoops, by the way, is a pretty electric punt returner. But they have confidence in him. Might not be uh, – Surprised to see LV get a little bit of time on Saturday. The 785 asks, did Jaron Kanick play in the first half? I don't know if he played in the first half, but when he came in, he played great. I, in fact, I was, I got a, a text on the super, oh, good one, behinds. Manic Monday, I think, works a lot better than mundane Monday. Uh, I got a text on the super secret Textoso line yesterday that said, quote, benching Canick might have been the best coaching move all game. Dude played his best football yet when he came in. Your starting backers were Lewis and Stutzman. And I don't have the – I haven't looked if Eli had posted him yet or if you have him yet, Josh. But as far as the snap counts, I, I would think that, again, Canick was probably the fourth most snaps – for the linebackers, but I uh, I thought he played really well when he, whenever he came in against a team that's very physical and some of the things that he didn't do well against Oklahoma State, it seemed like he did really, really well on Saturday. Toby said this in our pre-pregame show, in the Windy Chevy pregame show. He said, doesn't it seem like Canick's kind of having a season like Danny Stutzman did last year? And I thought that was pretty fair. You know, Ted even even agreed to it. But, yeah, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine. I think that's going to be a position of strength for the the Sooners over the next however long Brent Venables is the head coach at Oklahoma. (laughs) Hey, 28 being out there on defense makes a skosh of a difference too, doesn't it? Just a skosh. Oh, I mean, obviously. No question. All right, when we come back, we'll continue to react and recap the game from Saturday night. Oklahoma wins. Uh, Toby had tweeted this earlier at T-Row-O-U, all of the different kind of tie-breaking scenarios. You guys can go through and create whatever. And every game matters because the tiebreaker scenarios, like when you get into three- and four-person tiebreakers, just about every single game matters in the Big 12. Have some fun with it. Play with it. But, no, the best medicine that we talk about here is to play two really good games and you're set. And we'll see where the Sooners go from there. But Saturday night was a great step in the right direction. And we're talking about it right here on The Ref. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I'm rewatching that play thanks to uh, Brad who sent it to us. The first muff the, punt? 
Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. I like Brandon Drum. He's one of my. I like him a lot. I don't know how anyone on the planet could say he was muffing that before. He got, before can I Walker smack <laughs> right before can I Walker absolutely rocked him? Did you? <laughs> can you tell on that that it was clear and concise or obvious uh, that a West Virginia player shoved can I? Oh yeah. <laughs> you, you think it was pretty obvious? Oh yeah. A healthy shove? Yeah, and this is not like rewind. I'll, I'll send it to you. This is yeah, literally. I, I I've. It's so funny. I've looked for like five different angles of this, and and Brad taped this off his TV, and somehow it's the most conclusive thing I've seen. I guess maybe if I'm running as fast as Kenai Walker is, any shove, I guess, would make me move a little bit more. But yeah, it seemed like. I don't really know. For those that are like, he already fumbled the ball. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. And if you could tell that, then you are. Your slow motion is better than mine. It looks like he had it on his chest and then got rocked. <laughs> oh my gosh, that might be the hit of the night. Yeah, he got. He got. Trucked. Yeah. All right, True Sooner, what's going on, True? Welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, man, I got something to ask you about, but but I uh, I want to tell you about my uh, um, my moment, my, you know, awkward moment, if you will. Uh-huh. So I was meeting a guy at the stadium at the stadium a couple, it's been about a month ago or so, I can't remember what game it was, but he told me I'd never met the guy before, but I'd talked to him on the phone, and I've been giving him tickets and everything, and he – he said, I, he described himself, he said, I'm a bigger African-American dude, and this is mm-hmm. what I'll be wearing. And I was like, cool, okay, well, I'll find you. Well, I'm walking around the stadium, and I see this guy, and this guy matching his description waves at me and says, hey, how's it going, man? I said, hey, here's your tickets, man. I'm glad to, glad to get with you, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but how, how's, the fa- how's the family going? He mm-hmm. said, oh, man, it's doing good. The job's doing good. So we went on for about five minutes or so. I walked away, and ten minutes later, I, re- I met the real guy. <laughs> Did you go back and get the tickets or what? No, so I I gave him mine. I gave him mine because, I mean, the dude wasn't going to believe. I mean, how how awkward was that to go, oh, I gave your tickets to the wrong guy? I mean, he wouldn't have bought that, you know, so. Gave your tickets to the wrong guy and then they might start questioning you a little bit? So then you didn't get to go to the game? How did this play out? No, I I, I ended up getting some more, but I gave him mine just because, you know. Oh, man. What a uh... (laughs) – What a bad sequence of events. I could totally see me doing that, though, so I feel you. The the conversation with the guy was was like, hey, man, how's how's the wife doing? She's doing good, man. How's your wife doing? I mean, it was like totally like we had known each other for five years. That dude walked away and said, some crazy dude just came up and gave me tickets to the game. exactly. Ronald, if you were – if you were at the the Mont this uh, last week, I need you to just text the show and let me know that I'm not crazy. <laughs> was, but I was going to ask you. I sent. I was talking to Josh about this. I sent you guys the video of, of Lincoln getting harassed. By oh that yeah, lady. I've did seen. You, I've seen. Did you it. happen to? What do you think about that? I mean, how did she get down? I guess she was just like a somebody that was maybe a friend of somebody at Oregon. Well, she's not no, no, no. The tu- Here's the, in the thing. Tunnel. Here's the thing. In some of the – you could do this at OU, right? In some of these stadiums, there's – like you could be walking right down whenever they walk off the field. I it, Like at, at OU, um, gosh, directionally challenged. In that south end zone, like one direction yeah. you can't. 
But the other direction, like if you're coming from the press box side, which is the West Side, I believe, right. then West you can side. walk down and you can be right there. Now, there's usually a horde of people there waiting, but you can be standing there and there can be people standing along. So I wasn't too surprised that she was right there, but there, hey, she was in the tunnel. She, she was, was inside the tunnel. the tunnel, though. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's it's right there where the, a bunch of fans are anyway. So I've never been out okay. since stadium. I don't know what its setup is. But I will say, even on this all-OU Saturday, uh, Monday, looking back on the game on Saturday, boy, it, right. they are turning on Lincoln Riley ridiculously Woo. quick out in L.A., man. Yep, yep, we are. Hey, you guys have a good one. You too. I think part of the problem, well, A, you're losing, right? And it goes back to something that we that we brought up when Lincoln left. And I said it. Um, and I believed it, and I said it a thousand times. Outside of a circle of people that Lincoln had around him, we didn't really know Lincoln Riley. Didn't really know. I felt like I knew him. I didn't really know him, right? We felt like just because he was a young guy when he got this job, this is what he wanted forever. Didn't really know. I feel like those relationships were very surface. And, and if you're like, oh, this is convenient, you're saying this. I said this the day he left. You did. That's My, that's absolutely true. And and because we just all assumed. And I feel like it, at the very least, regardless of what you feel about where the programs are, I feel like we know Brent. It helped that he was here for a long time before he took the job. I feel like he's pretty genuine. I feel like these relationships matter to him. He doesn't bristle at having to go to donor events. I, I think he kind of welcomes it because – he knows the importance of investing in the program. He knows the importance of investing in facilities and NIL. Um, so I, I feel like when you have those relationships, when things go south, people tend to be a little bit more forgiving. I mean, some of you worship at the altar of a coach that had a one ten and one season and didn't lose his job. I mean, why? Because Pat Jones was he was good to the fans. He's good to the media. I mean. When you don't, when you decide that that's going to be a confrontational relationship from day one, you're kind of setting yourself up to make times tougher whenever it doesn't go well. And that's an unfortunately for Lincoln, what's happening to him right now. I mean, it's dude. I'm, when I tell you that people that laughed at me and made fun of me last year are texting to apologize that I work with at Fox Sports Radio, there's no. Well, just wait. We, we're going to be okay. There's none of that. There's, like, none of that. It's, we're screwed. We, we have the Heisman Trophy, one of the best quarterback, and we, can't, we couldn't even win get back in the conference championship game? We're hosed. There wasn't a, well, you know, we fired Alex Grinch, so we're going to be okay. And, by the way, Brian Odom's defense played damn good on Saturday night outside of the first two passes from Bone Hicks. <laughs> if I saw the two for two for 162 times, I saw it a 1,000 times. But they didn't play all that poorly. But no one's believing. No one's like, yeah, I got that. You're going to get that defense fixed, bro. They are out on him. It's wild to see. Mm-hmm. One of the quickest 180s ever. All right, let's hit the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line to talk Sooners and Mountaineers next on the wrap. One final time. We're back in hour number two. Josh Elmer alongside Chris Plank. Hour number two brought to us by Allison Insurance. Give Bob and Robert Allison a call, 405-745-2968, and they can help. You and your family get the uh, best insurance for your office, for your home. They've been doing that for 60 years. That is allisoninsurance.com. To the text line we go. That is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-6463.
39. Uh, one of Saturday's heroes, the lady who ran the West Virginia yeah. football to the top of the stadium and threw it backwards over the wall. I was – it's one of those few moments where I was proud of myself. I noticed that right from the start. I saw her grab it. I saw her tuck it. And I saw her go. Now, I didn't know what she was doing. At first, I thought she was a West Virginia person. I was like, ah, they got the football. But then she kept going. Like, whenever you had the opportunity to duck into a tunnel, she kept going. And I was like, (laughs) is she going to do this all herself? And I was a little bit upset that the crowd didn't, like, notice it and start going, ah. There should have been a crescendo. Right, right, right. But it it brought me even more joy whenever I was like, okay, good. Everyone uh, saw that. So, yeah, kudos to her. That was I would have been gassed. I would have been done the rest of the game. Like, <sighs> I would have had to stop halfway up and have someone else run it for me. That was that Oklahoma adrenaline That's right. in full effect. <laughs> From the gunny of Stutzman's oh, army. Gunny getting in. You see what happens when you push the football down the field and then run a jet sweep. It goes for 20 yards. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Unfortunately, we had a couple drops that affected our ability to go down the field last couple of weeks. But you know what? It's a brilliantly called game. We got time for one more? One more. The Corbinator. Hey, I know we won the game, but did we win the fight? I saw their number 55 wobbling <laughs> off the field. I, I, I'm not going to lie. It's hard to tell on the video because the lights go out. And while it doesn't necessarily separate quickly – most of the hand throwing was taking place while the lights were flashing, so it's kind of hard to tell. But I was on their sideline, Corbinator. I was on the West Virginia sideline at that point, and I think it's fair to say that we might got caught and lost Metallier, but I think I think Oklahoma came away with a dub on that one. We would have had to go to the judges' scorecard, though, and we know how the officials were. That wouldn't have gone well for us. No. All right, uh, top five takeaways from Saturday. Drilling all in on football next.